0: Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horniman, AKA the Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health-related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. Is your thyroid medication helping you or hurting you? Are you doing things or taking things that... Maybe it's just not helping, or maybe it's actually doing more harm than good. So we're going to talk about that today. So you can look at your symptoms and your thyroid medication and really know what the heck you're taking and if you're doing it correctly. And if your doctor even knows what the heck they're doing, are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. Okay, so when we're talking about the different thyroid medications, there are your T4 category, that's your Synthroid, and your Tyrosin, Tyrosin Sol, Levo, the variety of different generic Levos. Then you have your T3, which you have Liothyronine and Cytomel. Now, these are specifically for the U.S. Yes, they can be called something different overseas. And then you have your natural desiccated thyroid medication, that category, NDT, that's your Armour, your np in days of old, natrathroid. Now, when we're talking about those different categories, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. Do not think of the tyrosine, synthroid, lyothyronine, cytomel, don't think of those as synthetic. Yes, we use that term, but it's it's kind of a bad term. It's It just brings on a negative connotation because when we're talking about synthetic hormones like that in birth control, yeah, that's bad. That is going to have a negative effect on the body. But when we're talking about the synthetic, quote unquote, thyroid hormones, I like to call them biosense That's just a phrase that I've coined because they are identical to what your thyroid gland makes. And let's be honest, we don't all need an 80-20 split of T4 and T3. Some of us need T3. If you're me, some of you need maybe 60% T4, 40% T3. Some of you need that ratio changed even greater to maybe 20% T4, 80% T3. So there's nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with the biosynth if it's used properly. The right dose, the right combination, taken in the right way. So let's focus on those for now. Let's say you are on just T4. Now I have multiple podcasts on this topic of how T4 only does not work. It just doesn't. Because if you think about biology, basic, basic biology, T4 is completely inactive. So T4, that that T4 molecule, that thyroid hormone that our thyroid gland produces is inactive and has to go through a transformation. It has to convert. So one iodine molecule needs to be removed. So it becomes T3. Now it has the structure. It's like a lock and key. Now it has the proper structure. It is the right key that fits into the lock on your cell where your cell has a receptor site on it for T3. So it's a lock and key. If you picture T4 as, you know, when you dig out your keys and you're like, oh, which one goes into the front door again? And you're trying five different combinations until you find your front door key. It's the same thing. It's like trying to fit your office key in your front door of your home. It's not going to work. T4 has to be converted over to T3. So if you're taking T4 and if we go through all of the different factors that can interfere with T4 to T3 conversion, because I always say that is like running 10 Tough mutters. If any of you have ran 10 Tough mutters like in a month, then you'll know how hard it is. And most of you are probably like, I can't do that. I can't even run one Tough mutter. I'm not going to do that. Right. That is that T4 to T3 conversion. The things that interfere with T4 to T3 conversion are, and this is by no means a complete list, insulin resistance, high insulin levels, high CRP, estrogen dominance, iodine deficiency, magnesium deficiency, zinc deficiency, low testosterone levels, a genetic snip on the DIO1, DIO2 pathway in your genetics and on and on environmental toxins, underlying infections, heavy metals, mold. I mean, all of these things can interfere with T4 to T3 conversion. So it actually doesn't even make sense to prescribe someone T4 only. And if you're on T4 only and you're listening to this, I guarantee you, and you know what, I'm going to invite you. If you are on T4 only and you are the weight you want to be You have energy to get through your day. Your hair is not falling out. You poop every day. Your mood is fantastic. You sleep well. I want you to send me an email because I want to meet you. I want to talk to you. And I bet I get zero emails. Because if you're on T4 only, you're more likely going to resonate with the fact of what I'm going to say next. Are you still trying to lose weight? Are you gaining weight? when you just kind of look sideways at a brownie? Are you tired all day long? Do you want to take that 2 p.m. nap? Are you not pooping every day? Maybe once every other day or every third day is a win for you. You're kind of anxious for no reason. You feel really low and depressed at times. You have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. Your joints hurt. Your hair is thinning. You're counting the hairs in your hairbrush. If you resonate with that and you're on T4 only, that alone is the problem. Now, other issues with T4 medication comes in what fillers are actually in that individual medication. So that can have issues in and of itself. And we can see those issues even when we combine the T4 with a T3. So if you're on T4 only, this is where the medication can be doing more harm than good because if you're only taking the inactive form of thyroid hormone and you're not converting well and you have one or 10 of those things that I just listed that interfere with conversion, then your body is staying in that hypo low and slow. And why this is damaging is because beyond the aesthetics and quality of life aspect of T4 only and what T4 only doesn't give to you, i.e. quality of life, we have the effects of the cardiovascular system. So when you are hypo low and slow and you're not being optimized properly, you're going to have very low heart rate and it's going to be low and slow and it's actually going to affect the rhythm of the heart. So we know that both hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism have an impact on the cardiovascular system. And just like it's not good to have high blood pressure or an elevated tachycardia-like heart rate, it's also not good to be low. To have that low and slow heart rate, you might have more heart rate variability, which is also a risk factor for heart disease. You might have elevated homocysteine levels, which indicates that you have a methylation issue. Now that can occur outside of being on a piss-poor thyroid treatment, but we don't want your body low and slow. Your brain has receptor sites on it for T3. So if you're doing T4 only and your brain isn't getting the thyroid hormone that it needs because you're not converting, guess what? You are more at risk for dementia, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, neurological diseases of aging. So that's the T4 only component. Now let's just say you are reacting to the fillers in the T4. So this can be, we can, we can go all the way down to generic. Let's say you're starting on generic T4, Levo, and you're having some kind of crazy symptoms. Like You're not feeling better. Now that could be T4 only. You're not feeling better. Maybe you have some hives or itching, a a greater histamine response. You have some migraines, some headaches, who knows what. It could be the fillers in that T4 medication. Now, you would really have to be hypersensitive to those fillers. Because just like when you get a supplement and you see rice flour or maltodextrin, It's literally the size of a fire ant going in there. So yes, if there is gluten in, used as a filler to produce any of the thyroid medications, because that can be in any and all of them, not just T4. Short of you being celiac, where you legitimately would react to that teeny tiny molecular speck of gluten, Short of being celiac, chances are pretty good that you're not going to react to that amount of filler in the T4 medication. So you want to kind of be cognizant of some kind of almost like a psychosomatic response where you're like, oh, I'm not feeling good because there's a little bit of gluten in this. Really? Or is it just that you're on T4 only or you don't have enough T3 in the mix? So you're just not on the right medication and combination. That could be it. So don't get too hung up on the fillers, but the beauty is that we do have tyrosine and tyrosine sole, which are very, very pure. They're actually in a a gel cap or liquid form. So virtually no fillers are used. Now, the same thing can be said for T3. So the brand Cytamel. now this is as of the last time I even looked at this data was four years ago, three years ago. That Cytamel had more fillers in it than the generic, and it's way more expensive. So if you're having your doctor add in T3, Lyotyrinine, just go for the generic. It's going to save you some money and you'll tolerate it just fine. Now, amongst the generic T3s, there are different manufacturers: Sun Pharmaceutical, Sigma Farm, Greenstone, there's a couple others. So when you're assessing. How you're feeling. I also want you to pay attention to the manufacturer because if your pharmacy switches the manufacturer on you, you could start to feel either hypo or hyper. And it could just be from that change. So you want to be cognizant of that. Call them out if the pills look different. This happened to me. I actually went hyper from the change of manufacturer. So I requested my pharmacy to please order in the last manufacturer that I had or that I've been using now for six, seven years. And that way I could stay consistent because I knew that my body responded very well to that particular manufacturer of generic T3. Now, if you're not feeling but if you're like, well, I have T3 in my mix, I'm not on T4 only. Okay, but how much? So there's a lot of practitioners out there, both functional and conventional, that are stopping at a certain amount of T3 because they won't go over. Now I have an issue with this because what if somebody stopped with me? What if I was with a functional practitioner? And you know, I I let's take me back to when I didn't know what the hell was going on with my body. I just knew I put on 25 pounds and I was tired and I was losing hair. And six doctors told me I was fine, everything was normal. So then I find my functional medicine savior. What if he were to tell me, well, you know, I don't go over 50 micrograms of T3. So we're just going to have to work on your adrenals and your gut. Oh my God. I would probably be a hundred pounds overweight by now. I would definitely be clinically depressed because many of you know, I didn't experiment on myself where I pulled just a small amount of T3 out for a week gained 10 pounds, became depressed. So that can be part of the issue as well. Not on enough T3, maybe you're on too much T4 and that is doing you more harm than good. So you're on T4 only, that sucks. Too much T4, not good. You're gonna convert to reverse T3 because that conversion issue is real with almost every person. And I'm not saying that every person needs to be on T3 only. I'm just saying as your doctor goes, and this is a huge red flag for me when I'm answering questions in my Facebook group or answering direct patient questions or a patient we just start to work together. And I see that they're on 175 micrograms of T4, 150 micrograms of T4. That's a red flag because that tells me that your doctor just kept increasing, increasing, increasing your T4, never checking reverse T3, not paying attention to the fact that you're not getting better. That is more harm than good. If you're on a T4, T3 combination and your doctor is stopping in a certain amount of T3 because they won't go over for whatever fears they have. And by the way, the bone loss and the tachycardia negated, false. If you happen to have tachycardia or heart issues because you took T3, you got a genetic kind of issue going on that you are a rarity. You are not common. You are a rarity. And I'm sorry, we might have to go a roundabout way, use less T3. Use some T2 because there's no cardiovascular effects with T2 just to get you feeling better and definitely address any kind of inflammation, genetic snips, anything that's making your heart respond to the T3, but it's so, so, so rare. Actually, I was talking to a colleague the other day. So in 27 years of doing this, I have never, ever, ever once had anyone have a heart issue Arrhythmia, tachycardia, fit, nothing in 27 years. I have a colleague that had one person, I think. And then you hear of these. Well, I've heard that Susie Q, who's seeing Dr. So and so, went into the hospital and had to have all these tests, and she had EKG. Okay. Well, we don't know what her underlying cause, maybe she had an underlying issue. And T3 will increase your heart rate. And in some people, it can increase it too much, but that's where working with somebody comes into play. So I'm not going to say that there can be harm done by increasing the dose of T3 past a certain amount because every single person is unique and different. And you should be treated as that unique individual. And if your doctor is not asking those four important words, how do you feel? And pairing that up with your labs and painting that whole picture, then you're screwed. You're going to stay sick. I got news for you. You are going to stay sick. You are going to stay right where you are today because you have this false trust in your doctor and you're not willing to move on. So that in and of itself, even that kind of attitude of, well, I trust my doctor and whatever they say goes, that is going to harm you as well. Question, question, have some trust. My God, you got to have some trust. But if you're not feeling good, you're not feeling better, nobody's asking you, how do you feel? Eh, That's a red flag to me. That's a sign to run. Okay, now we're moving on to the NDTs. So, oh, wait, let me back up one more thing about the biosynth. If you're not taking it properly, so this bears repeating because I still get this question. You take your T4 and your T3 in the morning upon waking. You do not take anything else supplement-wise. I don't care if it's my thyroid fixer. I don't care if you're taking T2. I don't care if you're taking a glandular or a conversion booster. You wait one hour between your thyroid medication and when you take anything else, drink coffee, eat food. Anything. One hour. If you're not waiting an hour, you're, you're going to hinder absorption. Now, one thing that you can do is put your medication sublingually. You can chew it. You can put it under your tongue and let it dissolve. That's going to bypass some of the gut and be absorbed mucosally. That can help improve absorption. And if you do have gut issues, that also helps with the absorption of your medication. So we will have some thyroid patients do that, but not everybody has to. Sometimes just just swallow it and wait an hour and you'll be fine. And then that second dose of T3, I do not want to hear from any of you. And this, I am speaking to some of my patients as well. I don't want to hear that it's too hard to remember to take your T3 in the afternoon. T3 must be split dosed. You got to take one dose in the morning and one dose in the afternoon, unless you're on an 80-bitty dose. If you're on like five micrograms, then yeah, don't worry about cutting that in half. But hopefully you're not just on five micrograms. Hopefully you're at least on 10 micrograms where you can split dose it. Set an alarm, carry the medication in your purse, and take it in the afternoon because that's when you're supposed to. If you are on natural desiccated thyroid, ARMOR, NP, that too should be split dose. I don't want to hear that you're taking 120 milligrams of ARMOR first thing in the morning and nothing the rest of the day. That should be split 60 and 60. Now, is NDT doing you any harm? I don't know. It could be if you have conversion issues. Because NDT is a set amount, basically 80 20, approximately 80% T4, 20% T3, because it's mimicking, since we're taking the thyroid glands out of pigs, it is literally mimicking, because pigs are very biologically similar to us, it is mimicking what our thyroid gland produces. Now, the problem is if you're just stuck there, if you're working with someone who won't think outside the box and realize, that we can add in T3 to Armour and NP. We can add in a biosynth to the NDT and change that ratio. So if you're someone that maybe just needs a little bit of T4, right? Maybe we only need you on 30 or 60 milligrams of Armour, but then we bring in 10 or 20 micrograms of T3 or more to change that ratio so that there's more t3 on board than t4 you're still getting that little bit of t4 because maybe you do convert maybe your reverse t3 is a nine and you're on let's say 90 milligrams of armor and you're you're converting just fine but your t3 is a little bit sluggish but we know from your history that if we go up to 120 of armor that reverse t3 is going to go up so let's keep you on 60 or 90. let's add in some t3 now that reverse T3 stays below a 12, your free T3 goes up and your symptoms go away. And again, all of these categories, you can add in T2. You can add in thyroid fixer because T2 does not have a cardiovascular effect, nor does it have a thyromimetic effect. So it's not going to change your numbers. It's not going to increase your heart rate. It is going to increase your basal metabolic rate, but it works at the mitochondrial level. So it's not a stimulant. T3 is a stimulant. So when I talk about T2 a lot, I always reference my bodybuilders because they're the original biohackers. They're literally the OG of biohacking because they try anything. Believe me, I was in that world. They'll try anything. They're the originators of peptides. You think GHRP and and ipamorelin and CJC, you think that was started by the biohackers? No, I've started by the bodybuilders. They figured out how to take growth hormone-releasing peptides when they couldn't get the growth hormone to compete in a show. So bodybuilders don't want to lose muscle. And T3, as you're increasing that dose, you have to keep in mind, because I do, that this T3 can burn my precious sexy lean muscle. So I don't want to go too, too, too high. I want to add in the T2. and I'm even on T3 only. So yes, if you're on T3 only, even if you're not on thyroid medication, you can add in T2 because it's going to increase your basal metabolic rate. I'm going to keep talking about T2 till the day I die because we need more studies on it and it needs more love. But you know why it's not getting love? Because it's in a supplement form and it's not in a drug form. So the drug companies don't get your money. They can't market it. They They can't make you beg for a prescription of T2. I know I'm digressing. I know. Let me get back. NDT, is it harmful? No, it's not necessarily harmful unless you don't convert well. If you give me NDT, if you give me armor, I'm going hypo. Just like if you pull a little bit of my T3, just like if you add in Synthroid to my medication combination, if you increase my T4, I'm going hypo. So that's where the NDT can be, we'll say, harmful. The other issue that I have with NDT is it's getting pulled a lot. Now, I know for some people, this is a miracle. And if you're on it, and it's working, and maybe we just need to add in some T3 to change your ratio. Great. Let's keep you on it. If you're a little bit more sensitive to T3, if you've tried lyoflarin or cytomel, and that 2.5 or 5 microgram tablet does not work for you, you get too jittery, you get too anxious, you get that icky and sticky feeling, then we try NDT because it's, For lack of a better word, it's a gentler form, a more tolerated form of T3. So we can certainly try that, especially in elderly. We like to use NDT medication instead of direct T3. So can it do harm, harm? No, but it can leave you in a hypo state if you're not with a practitioner that knows how to dose it properly. Bottom line is I don't want you staying in a hypo state because that's not doing you service at all. You're wasting time. You're losing quality of life. You're losing hours. You're losing days. You're losing months. You're losing years. I have had patients come to me 10, 20 years deep into mistreatment with thyroid medication. And here's the thing. You have to realize that there are such a variety of combinations. We can do anything with your thyroid medication, To personalize it to you. So you shouldn't be just sitting in a big hypo pool, you know, just drowning in your symptoms, essentially, I want you to be on the right medication, I want you to take it properly, I want you to split dose it, I want you to leave an hour on either side of that medication for best absorption, I want you to put it under your tongue. If you have gut issues, I want you to put it under your tongue. If you feel like you're not getting all that you can, you can chew it as well and kind of stick it in the side of your cheek, and then really pay attention to your body and how you're responding. We can go deeper and look at the fillers, absolutely. If you are sensitive, if you are celiac, 100%, we can look at that, but we wanna make sure that you are on that right medication and combination and dose. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast.